Namaskar. Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and a podcast show that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. We are now in the season three of our show and have over 1,000 recordings for you, which you can see at www.tvcy.in. Today, it's my pleasure and privilege to welcome Ms. Neha Bagaria, the founder and CEO of Jobs for Her, India's largest platform to accelerate women's careers. Jobs for Her has worked with over 2 million women, 7,500 plus companies, 1,000 plus mentors, and 500 plus reskilling partners across India to enable women to start, restart, and rise in their careers. Nea founded Jobs for Her in March 2015 after taking a four year break in her own career when she had her children. Prior to her career break, she worked at Kemwell, a biopharmaceutical manufacturing company based in Bangalore where she was involved in the fields of HR, finance, and marketing strategy for their facilities in India, Sweden, and the US. Before she moved to Bangalore, Neha was the founder and the CEO of Paragon, an educational startup based in Mumbai to bring the advanced placement program to India. Neha graduated from the Wharton School of University of Pennsylvania with honors in finance, marketing, and management of information systems. Nea has been listed, for, listed in the Forbes India's Women Powered Trailblazers list of 25 groundbreaking women achievers as a game changer and innovator who's shattering stereotypes, and was also featured by Deccan Herald as 19 change makers to watch out for in 2019. She was also featured as the 10 most impact, impactful women in the Tech 2020 by Analytics Insight. Neha is an avid traveler and enjoys adventure sports like skiing scuba diving, and hiking. She's also a closet artist and dancer. The list of Neha's accomplishments are found. I can just go on and on, but I'm going to stop here and welcome Neha to the show. Neha, welcome to the platform of Jobs for Her. Thank you so much, Shesh. And that was indeed a very warm welcome. So thank you for that. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So I'm sure, Neha, you've been asked this many times before. And, and, and we're going to start from where it all started jobs for her now i'm it's, it's a very fascinating name very interesting name but i have a question which is arising out of curiosity why did you just single out jobs for her why was it not jobs for all of course Shish, and the, the answer to both your questions lie together um and uh, the reason why i started jobs for her was because you know when i took a break in my own career like you mentioned when I had my children and I took a break for three and a half years, when I decided to get back to work, I looked around me and I realized that all of my friends and cousins and uh, family friends, you know, all of whom were women, had all stopped working mainly because of personal reasons. And when I started doing research on the topic, I was shocked to realize that the women participation rate in India is only 20% a number that is similar to, by the way, Afghanistan and Saudi Arabia. Wow. Uh, compared to China, which is at 60%, and the USA, which is at 55%. Versus the male participation rate in India is 80%. So your gender gap that exists in India is just from that gap right there. And that's the reason why I realized that we have to figure out a way to accelerate women's careers in India. And thus started Jobs for Her. And it had to be Jobs for Her because unless and until we can get that parity of women in the workplace, 
we need to have unique solutions to this unique problem. Wow. No, I think I think Neha, you bring up a very interesting uh, point here. You made a reference to China. Uh, you know, uh, every time I've traveled around uh, Far East, be it China, be it Cambodia, Vietnam, Taiwan, and you know, all the Hong Kong or even Singapore, you you see a lot of women in the workforce of an organization. In fact, uh, in some countries, we have all women organization. You know, uh, but tell me, it is also proven by the stats that women bring enormous level of stability and improve the productivity at the workplace, then if that is so apparent, why is it that we here in India have this struggle to you know, get more and more people back in the job or more and more women back in the job? Yeah, Rishish, I think the answer to that question is a lot in biases, okay? We are all dealing with huge amount of biases when it comes to women in the workplace. First and foremost, you know, women themselves are dealing with a lot of biases where they're constantly facing this fear and guilt when it comes to juggling multiple priorities, you know. And a lot of that is brought to them because of the way society and their families, the kind of expectations that they have from women. You know, so if a woman is working full time, she's always questioned that, you know, but what about your children? How are you managing that? And always made to feel like the bad mother or the bad daughter-in-law or the bad wife. Also, when it comes to companies, because there have been such less women in the workplace, the workplace itself is built by men, for men, of men. So a lot of the workplace culture, policies, programs, initiatives, like the rules of the game have been built by men for men. And a lot of those changes also need to happen if we want to be able to get more women in and to get more women to rights. Like a simple example I can give you is, you know, in our country, we have one of the most amazing maternity leave policies that any country had in the world, which is a six month where the government, society, families, companies feel that the onus of parenthood only lies on the woman. And that then in turn serves as a big deterrent for companies to hire women because they're always worried they will have to pay for that six month paid maternity leave. Uh, so uh, I have a question for you on that, uh, Neha. When you say there are very, uh, there are very strong biases, inbuilt biases in our system. Now, I, I, would, I would agree, I would agree. Uh, with your study and with your engagement, what, how do you think one should be dealing with this bias? What should be the way forward? How should one, you know, uh, what should one be doing? Uh, because, you know, in, uh, you, you made a reference that, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 the people ask questions about how, what about your children? What about, what about your home? Uh, these are normally the questions which also come up from the other women in the household. Okay. So, so, uh, do you think it's also that the education has to be or some work has to be done on the woman itself to understand a fellow woman that, you know, you need to appreciate and support each other a lot more than what you're doing now? Uh, or do you think, no, they understand each other very well, they support each other, but uh, it's the other folk which help? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't. When I said biases, I absolutely don't mean that the biases rest only in the minds of men. The biases rest in each one of us. And frankly, 
each one of us is biased on the basis of our own upbringing, our own education, our own exposure, right? So say for even for other women who have you only had uh, mothers who have never worked or aunts who have never worked, they start feeling the same thing is expected from them and expected from other women around them as well. Uh, so I think first and foremost, uh, we need to create a lot of awareness when it comes to biases. You know, many biases are conscious, but a ton of biases are unconscious where we don't even realize that we have that bias. You know, it's like um, when a, you know, when your fellow colleague, uh, you know, gets up and leaves to go to go home at around 5.36 and her colleague looks at the watch when she's going. Uh, that's an unconscious bias where you might not even realize that you're doing it but that woman is feeling like, oh my God, this is terrible. I'm a bad worker. I'm leaving the office early, you know, to go home and be with my kids. So first and foremost, it's important for us to be aware of the biases that we have. And uh, the organizations that work with Jobs for Her, they do a lot of work in dealing with these biases. They do sensitization workshops, not just of recruiters, but also of hiring managers, of bosses, of colleagues to make the workplace more equitable. Secondly, we need to actually come up with specific programs and, and initiatives that will help in dealing with the biases. Okay, instead of wishing, trying to wish it away, we need to figure out what is it that is required to get people to overcome the biases and move to the other side. And we see huge progress in that matter. For example, when I started JobSaha seven years ago, I can't tell you how many companies used to tell us that we do not want to hire women returnees and we do not want to hire mothers. And today, those same companies pay us to hire women returnees and mothers, right? Uh, so change can happen. Change is already happening. But a lot more change needs to happen to get to where we need to be. Right. Fantastic. Very well said, uh, Neha. So uh, I see that your your uh, client profile, your engagement profile across the companies is very large. Uh, uh, I, I read it, it was over 7,500 plus companies you work and engage with. What kind of a companies are these? Just talk to us as to what, what kind of an industry, which is most receptive, which are the industries which are still showing some resistance, uh, which, which you think that needs to be worked on, and how are you dealing with it? Sure. So like you said, Shesh, we have a very wide spectrum of companies that come onto job server. Um, and we see a lot of difference when it comes to the type of industry and the size, the scale at which the company operates. So when it comes to the large companies and especially the multinational companies, all of them are striving to achieve higher diversity in the workplace. Because they've all realized that diversity is not good for social reasons only. Diversity is actually good for business reasons. Only when you have diverse mindsets and perspectives and thinking can you provide diverse solutions to diverse customers, right? Uh, so all these large companies and multinationals have specific diversity goals that they're trying to drive. And for that, they need to build the pipeline of women at every level of the organization so that they can get those diverse mindsets in. Second, we also see a lot of companies uh, coming in who have realized that if they want, if, I mean, where there's a huge war for talent, for example, in tech especially, they realize that if they want to win this war for talent, they can't lose access to 50% of the talent pool. 
because if you look at india we actually have the highest number of women graduates with engineering and stem degrees yeah um, and how can we lose out on that talent so all yeah. these companies are now you know rolling out policies rolling out programs rolling out uh, hiring drives specifically for women so that they can get this talent pool coming into the workplace yeah. third this third set of companies that we see working very closely with us are companies that are looking for flexible manpower or shall I, shall I say you know women power um, where they realize that a great way of saving costs is by having flexi workers right and these workers can be part time or freelance or work from home talent and so because so many women are looking for flexi jobs we also get a lot of companies coming in who are looking for recruiting them so if you were to break it up in different buckets it would be your large mnc's driving diversity goals your startups and smes where they need this talent pool and the companies that are looking for flexible talent interesting interesting they have, i i read this that uh, one of the uh, uh, focus targeted uh, you know what i should say uh, employment opportunities you create is for the women who are coming back to work after taking a break okay now now tell us how does that work and uh, how do you go about building your you know uh, creating awareness because there are a lot of women who themselves are very reluctant to go back to work when they take a break they have their own uh, you know hesitations because they just they, they think you know will i be will i fit into this you know uh, dog in dog's world you know so uh, you know they constantly are putting themselves in how do you how do you go about this is there a program which you people run to educate the women to you know tell them listen there is a world out there which is willing to receive you and receive you well how do you what, what is your how do you approach so, it so shesh i mean getting women back to work is at the core of what jobs for her does in fact for mm -hmm. the first uh, four years of our existence our tagline used to be ready set restart because we only focused on how do we get women who've taken a break in their career to restart their careers yeah and even today our tagline is start restart rise and restarters being at the middle at the center of it all um now the reason for this is because of the huge talent pool that we have in india that is outside the workplace and needs to be brought back in and in order to do that we realize we have to have a three pronged approach first and foremost we need to make sure that there are enough opportunities for these women yeah and that is why we work so much with so many different companies um and work a lot in driving change in their mindsets you know to make them realize that hey when you hire a woman attorney you're getting a talent that is qualified capable they have a fire in their bellies to prove themselves and they can join you at no notice period yeah so first and foremost it is about creating opportunities over there we also work with companies to have structured returnee programs you know these could be internships by which companies offer an internship to a woman returnee like similarly to how you would offer an internship to a fresher and over the 3 to 6 month period that woman gets retrained on the job the second big uh, area that is of important focus is the learning component and here we uh, lean heavily on our partners who provide uh, resume writing career counseling interview training and upskilling in different technologies and different uh, skill sets so that women can feel that confidence of getting of jumping back into the workplace 
Also, we work very closely with our mentors who are usually industry experts and they come and they host master classes, they host uh, mentorship sessions, etc. So they can guide women on what is it that they need to restart their careers. The third pillar to this three-pronged approach is actually community. It's very important for women to surround themselves with positivity. So on our platform, we also have groups and through those groups, women can actually professionally network with one another and meet other like-minded women who are also in similar situations or they've had similar career journeys and they just get it. They are not there to make, make that woman feel bad about her life choices or you know make her feel that she can never restart again, but to make her realize that it is possible. You know, I am also in the same boat or I was in the same boat and I made it happen and so can you. Very interesting. So, Neha, uh, uh, in your in your experience, the, the, the kind of women you come across, uh, which level of employment they largely fit in? Are they at the uh, entry level or they are the middle level or they are, you know, the general manager type or the you know, CXO types? Are there any, any I'm CXO types will obviously, they, they have their network and they know what to do and how to go about it. But what is the, uh, the segment of people uh, they normally you come across and what kind of a handholding do your people do and guiding you do? And is it, do you have any story to tell? Sure. So we actually do very little work at the entry level because at the entry okay. level, we don't see such a big challenge. Yeah. Okay. I mean, companies usually, if you look at the company, uh, it's called the leaky talent pipeline, you know, where companies will still have about 30% women at the entry level that drops to 10% at the managerial level. And then it's at single digits in the leadership level. So our work really starts at the junior managerial, mid-managerial level, where we want to make sure that one women, and that's usually when, you know, you're, you're like Indra Nui says that the irony is that our uh, career clock and our biological clock ends up coinciding. So it's usually at the managerial level also that women will go through the life stages of marriage, motherhood, etc. And you see a big drop off happening during that time. So we do a lot of work at the managerial level. One, to figure out, to work with companies to get them to be able to retain more of their women and the women who've already left to get them back to where they left off, which is at the managerial level. So building that pipeline over there. The other work that we do a lot is also the leadership level because we've realized that till we don't have enough women leading companies, you won't be able to see the kind of sea change that is required, right? Um, and with such small percentages of women at leadership levels, we are losing out, you know, on all those women who are capable and qualified of getting there. And over there, like you rightly said, there's a lot of networking that is important. important. And women are just, you know, traditionally very anti-professional networking. And we're trying to break that myth. Uh, you know, so usually you will see networking, you, you know, is the typical old boys club, which happens on the golf course or at the bar. And we're trying to see how can we change that that networking game and make it about women. So we have launched a women networking club called the Herky Club. And uh, it's only for women who, want to aspire, who are aspiring to be leaders, you know, who have, say, 10 plus years of experience in no matter which industry and which field. But for them to be able to get together, learn, share, grow, and network together has been really incredible. So we've seen huge success stories happen, not just at the managerial level of 
getting women to restart their careers, but we're also seeing huge success stories now at leadership level where women are being able to break that glass ceiling that they started facing once they reach a particular stage at a company. Oh, interesting. So will you please repeat that? Uh, tell us a little more about the club which you talked about, which you created for the uh, networking for the women. Uh, uh, can you just little deep dive and uh, tell a little more? Because that's very interesting and very fascinating what you're talking. Yeah, absolutely. So it's called the Her Key Club. Yeah, Her Key Club. Actually, 
at the current stage where we are standing, I have never before seen such a huge demand for women hiring and we are seeing today. Every company you speak to is trying to get more and more women inside the company. Uh, and that has really motivated us and, you know, filled us with a lot of hope for the future. In fact, now, uh, earlier, our big challenge used to be creating those opportunities for the women in our platform. Now, our big challenge has become making sure we have enough talent for the opportunities that we have created <laughs> for these wow. women. Uh, and so a lot of our, yeah, so a lot of our demand that we've managed to create for women. Yeah? And that means that we need to, first of all, find all those women out there, motivate them, inspire them to restart their careers or write their careers, and also help them in getting the right skilling and learning that they need to be able to perform to, in those jobs. Um, and a lot of that, I think, also built by creating a very strong community of women. Because if we can just get women in touch with other women, there's so many problems that they'll be able to just solve together. Absolutely. So, so looking at that very strong career community, uh, which is fueled by opportunities and learning, uh, that's really where we want to go with Jobs to Her. And we just continue on the trajectory that we are seeing. Uh, in the market, I don't think the day is far away when we can see a more, you know, equitable workplace in India. Oh, so Neha, you touched upon one very interesting point that you know earlier your challenge was to finding opportunities to get the, there, and now as that has got sorted out, now it's about having the talent pool. Now, how is that talent pool? Are there issues? Are there challenges? In are there enough and more? Uh, you know, while you know uh, we are a very our population is very large. What is the quality of, uh, you know, employable women out there? Because India's biggest challenge has been we have high number of graduates and engineers, but how many of them are employable? How many of them you can actually say, here it is, you know. Uh, yeah, so, no, there's so a big challenge there. There's a big challenge there, Shesh, and the challenge is further exacerbated if a woman has not been working for some time. Because especially in technology, and now the biggest recruiter in the uh, country is technology. Every yeah. industry is hiring tech talent. And if that woman has taken a break, even for a year, okay, she would have, she needs to update her skills because technology has been leaping forward yeah, by leaps and bounds in every year. And the problem is that women traditionally do not invest in themselves. Okay. Uh, and again, that's a bias. You know, they will invest in their children's education. Uh, they will actually invest for, they will, you know, spend money for their personal and so, social needs, but they will not invest in the learning required for their careers. And I think that's a big change that needs to happen uh, because you will find that like in technology also, when it comes to the niche technologies, uh, you will find even less women over there. And that mm -hmm. is very troubling because especially in uh, artificial intelligence, in data science, in machine learning, these areas are going to be controlling all our futures. Yeah. And if we don't have enough female voices in these areas, we are going to be building AI that is already biased. Yeah. Okay, so we so it is extremely critical that we get more women upskilled and more women participants in the future. 
Very well said. Very well said. Thank you. So, Neha, I have, I have a question which I've asked many of my guests uh, is that uh, what has been through this journey of Josh for her for this journey of entrepreneurship for you? What has been your biggest frustration? And what has been your learnings from it? And, uh, you know, and, and some of this frustration did not necessarily professional, it could be personal, but I leave it to you to, to share with us what has been that and how did you deal with it? What was your learning from it? And uh, how did it all pan out? So, um, I mean, there have been a lot of challenges <laughs> on all fronts. Um, but I, like for me, I think the biggest frustration is what we're talking about right now, which is getting women to invest in themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have to stop waiting for the light and the shining armor to come and save us, you know? We have to be our own prince, princess charming uh, and rescue ourselves. Um, and we have all the tools and resources that we need to be able to do that. We have to take that ownership, you know, and responsibility for our own career and move forward. So for example, I mean, we launched learning and upskilling on our platform um, many, many years ago, I think it was in 2016 or 2017. But to get women to really find, and, when, and we also have a lot of free mentorship and masterclass, et cetera, happening. When it comes to the free stuff, we definitely see huge traction from women. Yeah. But when it comes to actually paying for their upskilling and their reskilling, they, they hesitate. Um, and that's a big problem because unless and until you don't make an investment, you're not going to reap the rewards. Um, and that's why, in fact, the Jobsilla team has been actually deliberating a lot internally to figure out how do we change that mindset. And in all the research that we've done, we've also realized that, look, when it comes to the offerings themselves, so far, they aren't really tailored to the needs of women. You know, all the partners that are on our platform also they have generic services, right? They have generic career counseling, resume writing, counseling, resume writing, interview training. What are the unique challenges that women have when it comes to their reskilling and upskilling needs and come up with those customized learning programs for them? And then, of course, get them to invest in it so that they can re reap the rewards of their career. Fantastic, interesting, very interesting. No, I, I think I, 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 I hear you and I understand where you, what you're trying to say. That, uh, uh, and that is not just the problem of the women. I think uh, uh, investment in learning is a issue because we do a very good job of going through our early stages of school and college education. But, uh, you know, education is an ongoing thing. You have to stay relevant. And to stay relevant, you have to keep working on your mental spa, not the physical side of it, you know, you have to keep going to, you know, uh, through various courses, keep uh, to keep yourself relevant. And a lot of people hesitate to do that. So they, they never learn new things and they don't unlearn the, what they have learned. So uh, it is relevance where it becomes a big question mark. So I think interesting. So Neha, we are actually running out of time. I, I tell you, there is so many more questions I have for you, which I want to ask you. And I, uh, and I think we will at some other day uh, connect back and talk about it. Just before you leave, I want to ask you one last question. What would be one message if you want to give it 
to 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 the young women how should they be looking at what is what should be their you know outlook for future how should they be mapping it and other women who are wanting to get back into the space what would be one message if you would like to give it i think she is given the fact that we are in 2022 and we are looking at you know two years of the pandemic gone by i feel it's very important for women especially to realize that in every crisis lies an opportunity and the covid crisis has actually presented a huge opportunity for women so never before have companies been so open to providing flexibility to their employees because now it's not just women who's asking who are asking for flexibility every employee is asking for flexibility uh, the men are but especially the millennials are because that's what they used to so this is the right time for women to really grab the opportunities that are coming by by the by the way um, and not get left behind anymore so um you know there's a there's a great uh, quote by Sheryl Sandberg that I'd love to share which is that when you're uh, invited to take a seat when you're invited on a rocket ship don't ask which seat just get on so let's do that now let's you know get jump onto this rocket ship that can be women's careers in india wow so very well said so very well put neha thank you very much for your time so all you women just know opportunities are galore out there we just have to stay connected stay relevant and go out and give your best uh, neha thank you very much for your time it was pleasure talking to you and look forward to talking to you soon pleasure talking to you and look forward to talking to you soon sometime in the future thank you thank once you again so and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead thanks a lot thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you